When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Danny Batten Fight Show. And this is episode number 31. And we are talking UFC Fight Island number two from last night. And uh, it's going to be a slightly short show today, um, as I'll explain in a second. But of course, you can find this show, this show live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. And uh, we do lots of other shows on all different subjects. We've got live and recorded shows on football, MMA mental health, conspiracy theories, crickets, pretty much everything you can think of, all sorts of things with top guests, expert analysts and more. So follow the uh, the links to the social media below and subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. So Danny Button, my usual uh, partner in crime, is obviously still in Abu Dhabi or he might be, I think he's probably on his way home now, but he is unavailable this evening and uh I was supposed to have one person. They unfortunately couldn't make it. And uh, Lewis, my uh, my guest, Mr. Lewis Long, Bellator MMA welterweight, was going to come on on uh, Sunday with me and Danny. And uh, he, I'm very happy to say that he uh, he jumped in last minute to help me out, uh, which I greatly appreciate. So uh, welcome, my friend, and thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Uh, happy to step in and happy to say hello. Yeah, I uh, no, I appreciate you coming on, mate, because uh, I was in a bit of a spot, but uh, you know, it's, it's what it is. Everyone's busy and all this sort of I'm stuff. Happy, and, you know, I mean, the card is you know, littered with British names, and I'm you know, happy to talk about it. And I know, you know the majority of them very well, you know, and um, yeah, happy to chat about them and talk about it and uh, go from there. Yeah, there's a couple of Welsh boys on there as well, a couple of uh, English uh, girls and boys as well, so yeah. Yes, it was. No, it was good though. It was all right. I enjoyed the card. I gotta say, it was. Um, 
enjoyable. Uh, I, got, I enjoyed the prelims more than I enjoyed the main card, although the main event I thought was pretty good. Um, mm. I know you, you focused mainly on the prelims, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive um, uh, sport fan. I mean, it's very much a best man's holiday for me. It's, uh, I'll, you know, I'll watch the people I know, but other than that, I'm, uh, yeah, not uh, yeah, a massive yeah. fan. But uh, Well, like I said to you just before we started, like, it's surprising how many uh, some of the boxers and the MMA fighters who I've spoken to that don't actually watch, you know, the UFC or Bellator or, or whatever in me boxing. They don't watch that many fights. They they watch the big fights or, like you say, people they know, but they don't necessarily yeah. watch it, you know, religiously every Saturday or whatnot. But I guess when you do it every day, it must get a bit too much. You know what I mean? Well, I'm all for the sport. I mean, it's all I do all day, every day. Um, coach, train is, is I love it. I do, you know, I do enjoy watching fights. But I think when it comes to like a Saturday evening, I got to stay up till five in the morning or four in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's not for me. It's not something I want to do. It's, uh, it's yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I, I usually watch them the next day. I do. I can't. Too old now. I can't stay up that late. I would be asleep by like twelve. Oh, yeah. No chance. Um, no, I'm in bed uh, half nine and ten nights now. Oof. Yeah, it's, um, that's early, that is, jeez. But then I suppose you Lock, probably get up early, didn't you? Me. Lockdown changed me. So what's yeah. lockdown been like for you? Five, six. What's it been like for you? Um, well, I suppose I'm pretty lucky with uh, you know, the fact I, I run my gym, my academy, so I've had, you know, obviously unfiltered access to that Um Obviously, I haven't been able to do the usual thing, which is fight people, hug people, and, you know, dangerous hug, hugs. But, um, <laughs> no, I've just been absolutely nailing the kettlebells and on the Concept 2 rower. I've done, um, like, two marathons, four or five half marathons, and God knows how many Jeez. sprint sessions and kettlebell sessions and bag work, you know. So at least I've had, I've had some way of channeling the energy, you know, and uh, you know, I feel for the fighters who haven't had uh, you know just hit the roads all day every day because you know, uh, I was going to uh, say it's, it's, it's something they don't do you know not everyone will have had that you know that that privilege or that they would have been as, as lucky as you like some fighters have literally just been doing cycling and and running you know I, I think probably uh, we've got like the fittest fighters around the world that we've ever had after lockdown where they just had to do a lot of yeah. cardio and stuff like that but um I think, yeah. I think with this lockdown, a lot of people say like, "Oh, it, you know, it could be worse." This, that, and the other, and it, and it could be for everyone. You know, we could all be in a third world country, or you know, struggling with something else, or had a relative uh, struck an ill with it. But I mean, this, 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 it's, it's been hard on anyone, no matter who they are. Everyone's had a massive upset to their life, um, and it has affected everyone. You know, even the luckiest of us have had to struggle with a few things. Um, to everyone who hasn't, you know, had 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 a good thing, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It is. It's kind of is what it is. Everyone's adjusting, and then just got to kind of get on with it. But um, have you uh, kind of got any plans or heard anything about fights for yourself? Um, no, I recently recently had a grappling match. Um, I guess a good guy, Ben Hill, lovely guy, a good competitor. Um, other than that. And I mean, even even then, you know, technically I was breaking the law to travel out of Wales at the time. 
which I probably shouldn't say, but you know, yeah. I did ninja roll across the bridge. You know, I was that kind of David. Um, uh, but you know, still, again, I mean, realistically, we, I, I, I don't know what we're meant to do anymore. But um, no, I, I think there is some movement with Bellator. Um, not sure, I know they've announced uh, fights. I think that's more UK, uh, US based. Um, I've seen some fighters post, some UK fighters post about uh, potential fights. So I think there is some uh, um, UK uh, roster as well. So fingers crossed, this, this you know, just get it going. Yeah, then. Is- well, that's it. All you got to do is be be ready, you know. Um, so you've got the yeah, Bellator announced Sergio Pettis versus uh, Ricky Banderas. Uh, headlining a Bellator card on the July the twenty fourth, yeah. which uh, I think Aaron P goes on it as well. Um, you know, which is a good sign. The that things uh, they in the US, I think. I don't know what though. So look, yeah. Uh, I can't even see where it is. And Uncasville, Connecticut. I don't know. I'm not uh, not familiar with that place. I gotta be honest, but uh, yeah, they, it's a good sign that uh, you know there's some some movement towards cards is the main thing, I guess. Um, so, like, did you uh, what did you think of the the UFC card from last night? Just overall, like the prelims and the bits you watched. Um, I mean, I I take it all like I, I watch watch individual fights more than anything, but um, looking at it, I mean, for me, I I'm so proud of Wales and UK um, you know of course when we started I was looking up to so many different fighters um, they, you know Bispin and Dan Hardy and it seemed like it was uh, like sort of immeasurable distance um, for me or uh, any fighter to get to that level you know and now you've got guys like Jack John Brett you know in the UFC you know you've got like Fishgold fighting Molly um, to me it's like it's special anyway, you know. It's it's not just like it was like it was it was a good card, but like it's special for me, you know, because yeah, as I said, it was like yeah. a measurable thing, you know. It just didn't seem possible when I was at you know a younger age to get to that place, you know. So I'm really you know really proud as a nation and uh, yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent, mate. I um when I when I spoke to when we had Richard Shaw on with um Danny for one of the review shows. And we were talking about it's not just the guys that are already, you know, the guys which are in the UFC or Bellator like yourself. It's the guys at the top of Cage Warriors. But also then you've got a massive abundance of talent underneath that who are just waiting for your, for your guys like, I don't know, like Paddy, uh, the Paddy Pimblet and uh, Mason and people like yeah. this to go to Bellator or to UFC and and kind of move on from Cage Warriors and then you've got all these other guys who are going to kind of move up the Cage Warriors cards and the talent is so deep in the UK and then of course yeah. you look in the, the UFC and even the, these guys, like there was a lot of guys yesterday who were like either making their debut or they were one or two fights in and some of them look really rounded, polished fighters and you know the standard is just so high at the moment for MMA everywhere i think around the world I mean, what, what we get now in wales i mean is uh disciplined mma fighters not just people 
trying their luck from different traditional styles. They they are real real fighters taught by good MMA coaches, grappling coaches, and everything from day one, rather than just trying to piece things together themselves. Which um, yeah, you know, which which was the case. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And like you said, you know, a few years ago, it was like kind of like Dan Hardy and Bispin was all you had to to look for as a as a UK fan or as a UK fighter to aspire to. There wasn't a great deal of guys in the UFC, certainly. Um, yeah. You know, obviously on the Cage Warriors scenes, there was guys like Danny Batten and other yeah. guys who were that you know around. But at that top level, there wasn't an abundance of. British talent, which is good to see. Yeah, I mean, say si, I had I had three pro fights before I knew what a single leg takedown was. <laughs> Smart. So you know, yeah, and you think you think now? I mean, who isn't taught that from day one? Like you know. Uh, well, interestingly, there was um, the guy in the the I think it was the first fight on the main card last night. He got signed, so it was Monia Lazez. Um, he got signed because uh, Dana White's son was out on a night out celebrating his birthday and a fan or a friend or someone came up and showed him a video of this guy's highlights and then they were going to put him on the contender series I think and then they ended up signing him and then you kind of watched the first round of this guy and he was it was you know his striking was exceptional he was a kickboxer I think and then you know unbelievable some of the stuff he was doing real strong strikes and technically sound everything was right on point so you were thinking, you know, he's you know, he's new, he's quite new to MMA, his striking's good, but you know, what's he going to be like if he tries to get taken down or he goes to the ground? And then next thing you know, he t- you know he hit the guy with a, a clean as a whistle single leg, took him down straight away, and then you were like, wow, for someone who's predominantly a kickboxer who's got very very little pro MMA experience, and he took down you know the guy for El Hassan. He's an experienced guy who's knocked out guys all over the world. Um, and it just shows you the, the, the level. Once, I think the level everywhere in MMA generally as a pro, I think. And you know much more than me. But I think the general level everywhere is like up here compared yeah, to where yeah. it was. But I think when you get to you know the UFC, it doesn't matter if you rank 50 or... 20 or you know in the top 15 you're going to find it very difficult if you haven't got an all-round game to uh, oh, I mean, take there's, it on there's so many so many ways to lose you know you've got to be so careful so you know patient so you know so skilled you know all around and as you said this um you know everybody knows something you don't and uh, that might come out and you might drop your guards mistakes get punished don't they as well I mean, this is why it's uh, you know the fastest growing sport worldwide, you know, and um, it's just exciting. It's exciting. Oh God, yeah. And the, yeah. do you know, I like I speak to Danny all the time because Danny, Ian, that we we when the UFC shows aren't on, like in lockdown, we've been doing retro reviews. So we've been reviewing the old UFCs. I think we're up to like number eleven or something. And, um, you know, they're really interesting to watch. Some of them are just wild because, you know, for the first 10, I think it is, groin strikes were legal and all this crazy stuff. Like, it's entertaining as hell to watch, but it's some of it's brutal. But then some of it is exceptionally boring as well because the fighters went, weren't you, skilled. But if you went back now and you had to do it again, you wouldn't do it that way because it, it set back the sports so oh, many God, yeah. damn years. 
Yeah, you know, hundred percent. I still get, I, I still get upset when people say, "Oh, you're a cage fighter." It's like, well, no, I'm a mixed martial artist. Yeah, you know, I'm, I've, I've, I've excelled exceptionally in a lot different, lot of different styles. I'm not just a cage fighter. You know, it, it annoys yeah, yeah. me. It really, it really does annoy me. But yeah, we're slowly getting out of that. Really, you know, but it takes time though. And when you've had, when you had, like probably, I'd say probably the first fifteen UFC shows, maybe even twenty. You know where you add things like groin strikes and headbutts and things which were legal. <laughs> it's wild, mm-hmm. and then you it's know it's wild, it's like that is gonna set you back from when you look at it now. Like every single fighter, a uh, professional fighter, I'd say I'd go as far as to say every single fighter um, from a mixed martial arts point of view. They they are martial artists, so they they take their craft very seriously. Where you know in all aspects of it, whereas back then. A striker was a striker, and he probably if you got him to the ground, it was probably gave him over, and that's why Hoist yeah. Gracie was able to win the first probably I think it was first three out of the first four UFCs against guys twice his size and you know without throwing a punch because he once he got older, yeah, I mean, he'd just tap him out. I mean, if you train jujitsu, you know what it's like to train, uh, you know, grapple with someone who's never done it, and you know. If they've never done it, it's just something you need to know. Because if you don't know it, you haven't got a chance. You just haven't. It's just it's simple. You can be, you can use your like, white belt strength all you want. But I mean, in truth, I mean, you, you just you just sinking in you. I think. Um, oh yeah. You know, you're just sinking slowly and slowly and slowly. But that, yeah. yeah, that's that's the sport in it. You got to know it. Um, Absolutely. And um, I got to say, I like I laugh with Danny at these some of the some of the fights because they are terrible looking you know in hindsight but then some of them are exceptionally exciting because they are so wild but, but, ground, but groundbreaking but ground oh, absolutely stuff, you know? yeah you know? change the game for fighting and I mean as you can it is I, I like going back to watch them because you can see like we when we watched the first couple well I was a bit like oh my god what this is going to be a long long mm. time doing this but then, by the time we've got to like uh, number ten, number eleven, even then, that sport is the sport has evolved so much. The fighters have changed so much. All the fighters are trying to, you know, learn how to protect themselves on the ground if they don't know already how to do that. The the grapplers are learning how to strike because they're even at that point, it was becoming so important to have an all rounded game. And you know, yeah. these days, if you haven't got, if you're not good at everything these days, you're gonna get you're going to get caught and stuck at the end of the day yeah. oh yeah. yeah big time so so on to where last night so the first fight of the night was uh someone who we're both quite familiar with uh mr jack shaw had about four different opponents before they finally managed to uh to settle on uh, aaron phillips at bantamweight do you know what um i've not i've not um i've never seen a fighter who's had their opponent changed so much as Jack Shaw seems to have his opponent changed. It seems to happen in Cage Warriors. It seems to happen since he's gotten to the UFC. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's people don't want to fight him or whether it's just coincidence that it just ha- happens to happen to him. It's weird. Mm. I mean, you don't want to, you never want to call a fighter out for being, you know, no. not want to fight. But no, no, yeah, you know, If it happens, it happens. But um, what I've got, what I got to say is, you know, for Jack, I mean, um, having four changes of opponent obviously plays on your mind, and um, and again, like it, and in fairness to him and everyone who fought on that card, they had to go was it two weeks pretty much isolation, 
yeah. with a weight cut over to someone they don't know um, to fight in front of an audience. Oh, sorry, to fight without an audience. You know, it's um, there's so many different aspects uh, to that card, and uh, you know, hats off, hats off to Maul, and you know, especially Jack. You know, I think maybe he looked a little bit uh, tentative the first round. Um, but then again, you know, he's second time fighting in UFC uh, with all that settled. on top of him. And then the second round, he was easy, you know. But um, again, yeah, fight, fighting the South Boys is never something I'd like to do. So, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, he was, I thought he was, I think you're, ring, think you're right. Um, he looked a little bit tentative at first, but as soon as he settled, and you could see signs of it in the first latter part of the first round. He was settling, and um, and you know, Aaron Phillips was uh, obviously it was a big thing for him because he'd been he was in the UFC previously, and then obviously he was kind of like dropped, and then he got back into it. So it was big for him as well. So he was high hyped up, and yeah. you know he was raring to go. So I think it just took took a while just to get. Get his handle on it, and once you know, once Jack settled, it uh, it didn't take long, and he's just impressive. How far do you think Jack Shaw can go? Because I've I I've spoken to so many different people now about him, and they seem to all say the same thing that you know injuries uh, mm. sort of willing. He's got the ability and the skill set well, to go all the way to the top. I think that that that's that undoubtedly um, the trajectory of his career. Um, you can go all the way uh, without, you know. He's, he's still a young man, and he's still again so talented. And the thing I love about Jack is he's got something I don't have, and that's called patience. He's so composed and so relaxed in there. It's, um, it's something I, you know, I, I think this is lovely to watch. Uh, like I, 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 I train with a few people from their team, you know. Um, I obviously pop up there every now and again to see Shaky because he's top bloke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we have a little play spa here and there with Jack, and um, just like leg sparring or something. And mate, he's so swift, you know. There's not many people get to my legs, you know, and, and he's under me like God, God. He, Quick. It's, it's, as I said, just swift. You know, he's, what can you say there? You get to your leg, I'm like, oh, fair play. That's, <laughs> That's <it>. great. Yeah. <laughs> You bugger, you bugger, get off me. <laughs> but, uh, it's, yeah. um, I mean, go on, man. I mean, what he done in that fight, I mean, like, he, um, he even, he, he go over position, like, he was almost, um, yeah, like one hook in and overhook grip, you know, and you, you look at that and you think, is that done? Could he, could he finish it there? But no, he made an educated, mature choice to let go and rework it you know and that takes that takes something in a fight that really does to let go of something where you you know you could you could be that close to victory um but you could be that close to, to falling off like the rear naked yeah. choke and um you know you've made a wise decision you know to yeah that 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 is that is something you know i mean how many how many fighters hold on to something until they burn out it, um, yeah and it's it's yeah. not it's not just the patience couldn't be, happy, having... couldn't, couldn't be happier for him no but it's not just it's the patience to do that, but also having the the kind of the, the speed of thought to do it as well, because you know a lot of you know they might have a fighter who's patient enough to do it and wait and 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 make that decision, but it's also be doing it at the right time 
because if you do it a, a couple of seconds yeah. too late, you've got you've got you to be alert. Fall, you? Hmm. Do yeah. you um? No, I mean you've got to be alert. Would you like to see him like so? Danny in our last show uh, a couple of weeks, well, last week, he said that he'd like to see uh, Jack face someone like Jose Aldo or someone who's kind of lost a couple of fights uh, and he's looking for a bantamweight yeah. bout, maybe on his kind of the downward slide of his <laughs> of his career. I think that's probably a little bit harsh, but yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, we all want to see Jack too well, but that's probably a bit, um, a bit, bit early for that one. Fights, maybe. I mean, I mean, like seeing maybe uh, Jack versus like Nathaniel Wood or something like that. I mean, that would be a good, a good one. I think good real, a good real test of both of them. Uh, when I think Jack will come out on top, um, yeah. and we'll see the real, the real grit and um, uh, you know the expertise Jack has got. Um, that will put him in line for a fight of uh, someone on the on the down run. You know. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I think um, I've got a feeling uh, Nathaniel Wood is fighting somebody uh, very soon. I'm sure I saw something earlier. So look, uh, yeah, he's fighting John Castadina, uh, Cast, uh, who because it, it was he's replacing uh, Uma Namega Menoff. I can't say that name. Oh, Khabib, right. Khabib's no, brother, I think yeah, it is. Yeah. So, um, so Nathaniel Wood was supposed to be fighting uh, Uma on July twenty fifth, but instead he's fighting uh, John Castaneda um, instead. Which that should be an interesting fight. So that's on the fourth Fight Island show, I think. Yeah, the fourth one. So. I think that's the final one. So yeah, but then I think Jack said last night in his pre-match, uh, post-match uh, interview that he'd like to fight again before the end of the year. So I mean, if Nathaniel Wood picks up a, you know, a victory next week, that'll open that quite nicely for the for them to face each other at the end of the year. Maybe a, I'm sure they'll want to get a UFC yeah. London card going sooner rather than later. Um, all right. And then uh, yeah, there we are. Can't, can't be far off. Oh, can't be far off, can it? I mean, no. Yeah. The um, yeah, because they had the UFC London card, didn't they? And um, it was, I think, it was called off just just before the mm. lockdown, wasn't it? So I would imagine yeah, they'd want to get that. Hmm. There's a few boys on there, weren't there? And I think yeah. hopefully. Well, I'd like to think that they'll make good on that card and get it going as soon, you know, as soon as they can, um, as soon as they physically can. But again, will they? Uh, I would imagine it will depend on things. Things have changed, you know. You know things change all the time with fights, and they win, lose, injuries. Um... Yeah, yeah. COVID nineteen kind of changed the game, haven't it? And uh, you just don't know. Oh yeah. Don't know whether you just don't know when things will get back to normal and when <laughs> things just, are going to be. Like, it could be like yeah. weeks, could be months, just could be could be anything. Um, so next up, there was the the women's flyweight match on the prelims, which was uh, Diana Bellabita versus Liana Georgia, um, which Liana won via submission uh, armbar. I quite enjoyed this one, although. Uh, Diana Bellabito made a big mistake 
she was kind of dominating from her feet and she went for a takedown and it was all over within probably 60 seconds after that, I think it was. It certainly felt quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, when you're, in, when you're in between rounds, I mean, how many fighters go back to a corner and think, oh, I won that round? You just don't know. I mean, you could be landed strikes, but not knowing the damage you're doing. But you take yeah. one and you think you're losing the fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, em, can you close the curtains, babe? Sorry. Shine him. Shine him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was always, a good... always in ways. <laughs> it's, um, she made a big mistake. And what I, what I found interesting about it was that Diana Bellabita was kind of not dominating, but she was imposing herself on the fight. And I kind of felt like if she hadn't have gone for that takedown, she probably could have progressed from there. And maybe she got a bit excited with how well she was doing or she felt like she was doing really well. Maybe just a rush of blood, went for the takedown. And unfortunately, uh, her opponent capitalized on the error uh, very quickly. But it was, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, the women's fights over the last probably... <coughs> in 2020 2020 has been a garbage year for various reasons but for women's <laughs> MMA there's been some really good really really top fights like so um, yeah. uh, what do we have then then we had uh, Chris Fishgold versus Jared uh, Gordon which was enjoyable to, a, to an extent but um, it was quite one-sided yeah um I mean, I, I kind of wonder you, like, uh, like knowing fishy and knowing meatball. I mean, what's 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 changed in the camp? What I mean, what's happened over lockdown? Maybe maybe did they like maybe put on too much weight and struggle with the cut? I mean, we know fishy did because hmm. he missed weight. Um, and then look, you know, then had that, you know, a loss there. But I mean, did, were they both working with a different dietitian or something like that? Because. Um, I kind of thought they both. I know they're both a lot better than the way they performed. Um, I mean, Fishy. I mean, he's got he's had good such a track record. You know, going on to guillotines. Mm. Um, but again, it's just uh, it's a thing. It's a thing to ha- latch onto a head and arm guillotine. It's not it's not the best best way to you know go for a position. Uh, obviously, because you lose it if you don't get it. Um, I kind yeah. of thought like I kind of thought like you like, sort of waited a bit too much. Um, you know, he, he likes to get in the pocket and fight, which is, is is the way I like to do it as well. You know, but he also got you got to give something to you know give something to get something like yeah. I saw. I think personally, he waited a bit too much, um, and I'm you know, I just get it for fishy. Like I love him to bits. Like he's a great guy. Like you know, I think it it, it wasn't out of his reach. Uh, obviously, missing weight is gonna is gonna get in your head and there. You know. But then again, remember this: I mean, two weeks, two weeks lockdown, like you know, two, not two weeks lockdown, two weeks in a hotel room trying to cut weight. You know, it's hard work. Yeah. That's got to be, isn't it? And, and I mean, you know, you, you don't know what you, you don't know what he's put on you know, during lockdown. You, you know, you don't know someone's issues, do you? I mean, you know, God, I you know, personally, I'm heavy. You know, who is it? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let alone getting the call up. Do you want, do you want to fight your well, you know, welterweight or lightweight? You know, like, oh shit! You know? Yeah. So you yeah, know, just, the... I mean, you could say it's not excusable for, for a professional fighter. I know, but um, it, it, 
it, it, it, the way the way there's always something in it. You don't want to fight the scares. You want to fight in, in, in you know in a fight, but um, everyone's keen to get back in there now, and they you know regardless whether they're ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty pound over, um, you you want to get back in there, don't you? I mean, I don't think it was a you know, a bad performance really, but I mean, given given the better circumstances, again, granted both fighters didn't have it, but. Uh, I think he definitely do better, you know. Yeah, I think um, it must be catch twenty two for fighters because I know, like some a couple of fighters I've spoken to have said they won't take a fight until they can have a proper fight camp, or they want a full fight camp before they'll fight because you never know when that opportunity is going to come up again. So. Well, that's sensible. That, if you're that gonna, is sensible. You, do you know if you're gonna if you're gonna have if you're gonna if I'm gonna fight for you know, whether it's the biggest company in the world or for a title or whatever it may be, then I want to be right, and yeah. I don't want to rush into it. That's sensible, but you know, time waits for no man. You know, and you take opportunities when you get them, and you take yeah. them with both hands, and that's 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 the way of the world. And if you want to get anywhere, you you know you've got to be there. You've got to be you, you know, you've got to be able to um, go out. Give it, uh, you know, and take and take it on the chin, and come back. You know, um, we can all we can all we can all say we want the best camp. You have this, that, and the other, but you know, it's not the way. It's not the way of it, is it? You know, no. You get all, if if I get a, if I get an opportunity now to fight in two weeks, do you know what I'd say? I'd say yes at middleweight. <laughs> no, but but no, you, you do it, don't you? You do it because it's an opportunity. And if if life gives you opportunities, you take them, and that's simple as you know. Especially when it comes to these biggest, uh, the biggest platforms in the world, because you just don't know. You could go out there and give the best performance of your life, and next thing you know, you're there, and you're, you're, you're yeah, only you know, changes your like, whole life, doesn't it? The, the thing the thing is with MMA, I mean, people get so caught up with records and stuff, but you're only one or two fights, you know, maybe two or three fights away from a co- completely different life, a world for yourself, you know? So I, I don't uh, disagree with any fighter taking a uh, fight short notice, as long as it's safe and healthy. Yeah. Um, fighters say they need a full camp, and that, nah, you should be fit. You should be fit all year round, you know? You should be relatively Ready. fit, you know? Um but um, yeah, I mean, with first gold, I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard with lockdown. I mean, you might have put on a bit of weight, like. Uh, and then he, had to lose How much did he lose by? Uh, three pounds over, he was. It's a fair bit as well, right? Yeah. But you know, and sadly, going into a fight, you just gotta just forget about that. Haven't you? What's that so do to you psychologically if you I mean, if you oh, if you're overweight uh, and you? You know, you go. You know, you're fighting on this big card. Everyone's watching. Does that is that going to mess with your head, knowing yeah. that you've missed weight? Per- personally, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, 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 I'd be, uh, I'd be crying, like I'd, I'd be not crying, but you know, I'd be really upset in mm. myself. Um, and it takes, it takes, it takes something to you know just to get back in, get there, and you know, you know, turn up and fight well. You know, just put it past you. It is what it is. The fight's still going ahead. It, uh, of course, it's going to play on your mentality because you, you know, you're a professional fighter, and I know Fish Gold is a professional fighter. You know, he mm-hmm. doesn't want to miss weight. He doesn't want to lose money. You know, he doesn't want to do any of that. Um, it's, uh, it's, just... it's shit. It's shit, isn't it? You know, that's, yeah. that's the best word for it. It's shit. Um, 
it's not much you can do about it, is there? I mean, um, in terms of once it's done, it's done. You've got to try and just get your head around it and, and do the best you can if the fight's yeah. still on. Um, you know, I thought Jared Gordon did very well. You know, it yeah. was 30-26, 30-26, 30, 30-26. But I did, after I watched it, I felt like um, maybe Fishgold would have thought, yeah, did I, you know, could I have done more? Could I? I just wondered how he would have been feeling afterwards. Um, I, I didn't mean, see his post-fight interviews, but I would have liked to have heard what he said just to yeah, see what is well, how he was feeling. I agree, I agree. I mean, I think... Um... It would have been nice if he didn't go for those, uh, you know, set, set off those guillotines a lot. I mean, I think the fight would have taken place a bit differently. Because um, Fishy's, sorry, I'm playing with my phone. It's, ah, fuck. He is sharp on his feet. You know, he is sharp on his feet as well. Uh, I don't think he needs to just, you know, give a position and drop for guillotines. Um, yeah. I, I, especially, as I said, like, you know, you look at him weight, you know, he doesn't want to, he wants to get in there, he wants to perform, even though he's missed weight. You know, so I think pressure was on. Um, yeah, I know. yeah. As I said, as I said it's just shit in there. So it's just horrible, horrible times, and um, even even worse when you miss weight. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so next up was Modestus Bukash Cash. I always get his name wrong, and he always laughs at me. Um, right. Versus Andre. My missus had a go at me now, right? I said to her, I said. We watched him on Love, not Love Island. What did we watch him on? Uh, take what, me out. Take me out. Um, recently, we were, I was sorry, but I oh, it must have been some other girl. Uh, uh, no, it wouldn't watch, have been. <laughs> we don't watch any of that. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> like, uh, uh, sold you. Sold you. It was. Um, he won on it recently, but it was. Yeah. It's been on TV recently. I know that. Oh, that's, uh, but uh, yeah, he was on that. Yeah. He, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do, I suppose. But um he um you know, he's got a massive reputation for his obviously his striking and stuff and his explosive uh finishes and stuff. He's um he had a big size difference over Andreas McLeadus this no. um some people said the finish was a bit uh, controversial. I didn't think it was. So basically the the finish was right the the buzzer went for the round but just before the buzzer went, Modestus uh, was hitting him in the side of the head with a load of elbows. I think he connected with about five or six of them right uh, sort of just above the temple in the ear. Um, they were nasty, nasty-looking elbows as well, i got to say. Um, and then after the buzzer went, he didn't hit him, out, he didn't hit him after the, the buzzer. But after no. the buzzer went, the referee asked him if he was all right. He didn't answer. The ref asked him again. He didn't answer. And then as he got it, as he sort of stood up he fell backwards the referee wife waved it off but of course afterwards they showed that as he tried to get up they opened the cage door behind him so was that the reason he fell oh, i don't know i think at the end of the day like he fell at the end of the day and he had just taken a load of blows to the temple so um like we said previously i mean it um if, I know it's not a boxing match, but if I were, if, if if someone just got hit a couple of times and went back to the corner in a boxing match, and even though the ropes were there or the corner was there, I went to sat down on the on the corner stool and slid down it and falling off the stool, you know the ref ain't going to take a chance. 
You know, no. you, you know, you can't. You know, if your fight is falling over, if you just if you just taken uh, three or four, you know, uh, elbows to the side of the head from that sort of position, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not just you know rabbit strikes, are they? They're not. No. This strong body, you know, dropping them in. Um, in this day and age, like with everything uh, we know, in a, about. Um, Concussion injuries may be yeah. scary, you know. The um, and the thing is as well, like if the cage door hadn't opened, would he have just fallen back through the cage into the cages, sliding down? I mean, of course we don't know, but I mean, you're not, you're not going to take the risk. The fight no, is you know, and it, I think personally it was a correct stoppage. It, it um, I, I I think in credit to the ref. It, it definitely should have been stopped, and uh, I don't. I don't think there's any question in my mind. If I fell back through a cage door, open or not, or if I, yeah, I, I personally look at that and go, "All right, I can see why you're stopped." I'm not going to argue, you know. And um, yeah, and the thing is, know. mate, is the referee's job is to protect fighters from themselves sometimes, isn't it? Um, and when you look at it from the referee's point of view, in that he saw the guy take several blows to the head clean blows to the side of the head and then fall over he's not there's no chance that any ref's going to take that risk no, I mean, what's, and what's just minute, go oh, i'll take your word for it yeah what's, what's the minute going to do it's going to make him uh, come back a bit stand up and get whacked again yeah yeah, yeah. No. it's not going to help him out any you know and not going to clear no. his, clear the cobwebs really is it no no it's just going to make him get up and go walk forward like a dummy and get but he hit on the chin arms no, Modest gets get smashed with a head kick or something. Um, but yeah, Modest is, was he was um, quite dominant in the the first round anyway. Without yeah. up until that point, he didn't really look like finishing it. But no, he looked um, quite, you know he looked quite loose. They both he both throwing a bit. They were quite excited to be fair. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that yeah. one. I enjoyed all. I got to say, I enjoyed all the prelims. I thought they were outstanding fights, most of them. Um, British man lives, he's yeah. Uh, next up was Richard Ramos versus uh, Laron Murphy, a featherweight. Right now, so Murphy, where's he from now? Because I know he's out there with like Carl Prince and stuff, so he must be a British man. I, I've never heard of him. So, when um, we previewed this on Sunday, um, and we focused predominantly on the you know the the british fighters because yeah. that's what we talk about as well the people who listen and download and watch whether they're predominantly from well, britain or wales or whatever you're broadcasting <laughs> yeah so like i left him out and um no one said anything like oh you've left out uh leron murphy yeah. and then I, so yeah he's born he's from stockport okay. there you go no one seems to know no one seems nope. to have known that previously because no one said, "Oh, you missed him out," and oh, I, I didn't. Sometimes... Literally, didn't know until they said announced him as. And now oh, we've yeah. got another British fighter coming up now. I was like, yeah, oh, right, okay. You know, sometimes it's you know just who you know, you know, and um, you know, sometimes people all they need is an opportunity. And um, uh, I saw the finish, and he sort of hammered those shots in, didn't he? You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah no. he didn't mess about. They, they, uh, there was no question about that one. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest with you, so. Uh, Modestus took the the bonus of the night, uh, yeah. performance of the night for his finish. But I am um, I actually thought 
this was one of the most impressive finishes of or performances of the whole yeah. night uh, by uh, uh, Leron because I just thought he just looked sharp um, and the finish was beautiful and Ramos just didn't defend himself for a good 30 seconds to a minute yeah. towards the end of the fight. And um, boy, looked, boy looked hungry, you know. Mm. Boy looked fierce. Yeah, well, he took his chance, yeah. didn't he? You know, he's, well, he, uh, did, he took his he chance. Did take his chance. You know, he, hey, just you, you open the door, you walk through it. You know, you um, you know, we can do that for you and fair play to him. You know, you've got to take your hat off to anyone like that. As I said again, that uh, that fight island. This is new to a lot of people in this climate, and mm. um, fair play to everyone on the card. Mm. Well, the thing is, mate, like we were just saying about taking your opportunities when you get them, because you never know when they're going to come. If he hadn't have taken this fight and said, oh, I want a full fight camp, for instance, that fight goes to someone else. They could have had an impressive stoppage. He's probably, for lack of a better term, goes to the back of the queue because he didn't yeah, take the fight. Well, Whereas now he's all over UFC's media and social media because he's got that yeah. impressive first-round finish on their big card yeah. where there's no fans, so even more people are watching it than they yeah, do it's normally. All watch, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then the main event of the prelims, which I was quite upset by, was um, John Phillips versus uh, Krymaev. Um, didn't go as I would have liked, i got to say. Obviously. Hey, Morty. You okay? Yeah. Well, I, I saw um, the pic- just the picture of the guy, and I looked at him and I thought, he knows his way around a fucking single or double leg. Um, yeah. Like, like I, I like John. You know, he's a good guy. I, I love the bits. Like Welsh fighter, I've trained plenty with him. But if someone takes him down, it always seems to be just a one-way street. Mm. Um, if someone's ego gets the better of them and thinks they can stand, they get KO'd. Simple. So anyone from a decent team with a you know good background is going to go. Well, I know how to win this fight. I know how to win this fight. It's taking down. Um, and you know, mate, uh, again, a trade of wrestle with John. He's, he's got more skills than this. I mean, I, I, you know, it just I want to see something else from him, like like mm. the fight, like the fight with Jack Marshman and John Phillips. It would have been um, something for me to see something different from them both because they, they both they both been in this sport a long time. You know, I know Jack can grapple. I, tra- I trained with him not so long ago, you know, but I, he almost tapped me out, like, and I, mm. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good on the deck, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you think that fight could have been something different for them, you know, Jack yeah. maybe initiating the takedown or, you know, John and just changing it up. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good. Is it? I mean, I mean, what's going to happen now for John? Yeah. He, yeah. It, um, yeah, he is an absolute KO machine. But at this level, it's not enough. It's not enough. Well, we go back to, to what we were talking about earlier, mate, wasn't it? About not, you can't yeah, just depend on one aspect of your game. It's not enough to rely on someone else's ego to stand with you, you know? Because, yeah. um, God, who is going to stand with him? I mean, honestly, if you do, you're getting KO'd. And that's, that's that, you know? Um, he throws three, four-punch combos from a southpaw stance, waiting side to side. You know, you've got to be quite a clever stand-up fighter to keep him off balance. Uh, you know, with a jab and kicks to keep him away, when you could, you know, maybe just, you know, give him a hug, like, 
John waiting forward. You know, so you know, it's quite technical, but it's not. You know, there's there's more to it than that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just having a look then at the the middle rate middleweight rankings to see if there's a, like any fights which kind of you know stand out for for John Phillips. And but you put, I think, you put him in anyone who's looking, who's going to knock out he's a knockout artist as well, doesn't he? You put him yeah. in and you just, you just you just let him whack each other. Don't you? Yeah, I think people out, don't from a, if you look at it from a UFC business kind of point of view, is if they just put him with strikers. They're going to get good fights out of him. Yeah, of course. And ultimately, that's what they want. And is 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 entertaining fights. And I think that's. I think whilst like if they, you know, if we saw an announcement tomorrow saying that John Phillips has been released by the UFC, I wouldn't be like shocked. But no, of course not. I also think that you know that's just being realistic. I don't want that to happen. Don't want that to happen yeah. to anyone. But I don't certainly don't want it to happen to a you know a Welsh guy. Um, I just think, from a business point of view, I think they they still they could still do something with John Phillips as a company, which would be entertaining to the fans. It's just I about mean, matchmaking him with the right people. Yeah, he, I mean, as you said, he's a highlight real specialist. I am on ten percent battery, and I've got one of them phones. So if I disappear, right. it's yeah. for that reason. Okay. Okay. Let's um, let's let's rip through the rest because that's um. I tell you what, we'll skip over to the the Molly McCann fight. Because that's all the British fighters, and then I'll re- and then I'll just read off the the results and say a little bit about the other fights. Um, Molly McCann versus Talia Santos. You touched on it earlier that maybe Molly didn't look herself, um, and she really. Did. I've been really impressed with Molly McCann in her last couple of fights. Um, she had that one banger of a fight where she was like a she had a massive um, bloody eye. Um, but she's just like a hero. Like it was unbelievable fight. Um, this she just never got going. Um, again, it makes uh, it makes me believe that maybe uh, they're working with someone different uh, during the camp. Like the weight cut was a bit tougher for Molly as well as it was for Fishy. Um, you know, maybe they're working with someone different. Whatever things that would be same. I mean, the th- things that have been the same for everyone, as we know. Mm. Uh, that's what makes me think that. Uh, I can't, I really, you know, the first round, when I saw his switching stance, I was a bit like, ooh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not good to switch stance because you're vulnerable when you switch. Um, but she was getting off some good shots, you know, she was yeah, getting yeah. off some good shots. But what I noticed was um, her opponent was landing one or two, one or two knees here and there, and like any fighter will tell you, I'd, I'd rather get knee kneed in the face than the body. You know, you take a knee to the body, it, um, it has a lasting effect for, you know, years, years, not, <laughs> yeah. not, not just rounds, you know. And, um, yeah. Um, I was just uh, going to say that, if you want to... Um, hello? Sorry, yeah, I was going to say... If you, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to take your headphones out and plug your phone in, um, just to finish off, because we're nearly finished. It's up to you, mate. But, um, well, have you already gone? Right. right. Are you Sorry, still there? Sorry, breaking up. Um, I was just going to say, if you want to unplug your headphones, back, back, and, yeah. if you want to unplug your headphones and plug your charger in just to finish off, you can do, mate. Because um, we're nearly finished now, really. I'm yeah, just going to kind of skip through them. Keep you, keep you till the end. No, but like... oh. can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just turn your sound up nice and loud if it's not, and then we'll uh, we'll be good. Yeah, man. I'm really bad tech man. My phone's off mm-hmm. there for you. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we just about hear you, yeah. Nah, you're right. Um, yeah, so Molly McCann, I I was disappointed, i got to be honest. I was expecting more from her, um, and this fight was never in never in doubt at any point, really. No, I mean, that, that first one I thought was... Um, I mean, if she could have just upped the tempo from the first one, then it would have been, I think, her fight, you know. But, um... Uh, it's just the thing with me, um, you know, it's just slowing it down, and... It's very important, I mean, it's a game plan, but... I, I thought, I, you know, as I said, Ma I thought Maud looked good changing his stances, and that's not something I often say when they fight with my fighters, and never hear me say, oh, change his stance, you know? Uh, yeah. I quite like it, I thought, you know, he's getting on some shots, and he's been landing well, really well. It's just, um... Again, it makes me think that she tired. Was it because of these, or was it because we uh, uh, working with something different that didn't, you know, wasn't right? Um, because both this E and her, I thought looked a little bit lackluster, not the normal thing. So, to me, that I, I believe that maybe, you know, yeah, just something, something different in the in the preparation or the or the coaches or something. Um, okay, and then what else we've got? So you weren't able to watch any of the, the. Did you watch any of the main card in the end? No, I didn't watch Molly. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's right. I'll um, I'll just quickly go through the uh, just go through the results. So we had um, Abdul Al Hassan faced uh, Monia Lazez, which I mentioned earlier. Lazez was incredible. Uh, really, really impressive, and I tell you something. Both them, both the guys, got a hell of a chin on them. Hell of a chin. It was unbelievable. Um, just, just some of the shots they took. Uh, Al Hassan in the first round, first sort of minute or so, he must have unloaded about twenty shots at um, Lazez, and he just kind of covered up and took him, and then pretty much dominated the fight after that. But um, his strikes were incredible. I was really impressed with him. And um, and I, like I said, he took did some good uh, some takedowns as well. So uh, it's certainly a uh, a prospect for the future. But um, what was the significant strike landing? Say again. What was the significant strike land strike landing? Uh, the web uh, the site I've got at the moment. I haven't got it on typically. The one I normally use has normally got it all on there. Uh, let's have a look. It was. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like it's kind of a different story about like how he got signed. Um, that Lazares, you don't hear, really hear of that type, you know. Then most of them these days, kind of through Cage Warriors or one of the other promotions, or they come through the Contender. Um, you don't see many seen a clip on YouTube and got signed to a multi-fight deal. And uh, oh, yeah, you it's interesting, like. Um, Let's have a look at these. See, got it. Got to take it. Um, where's the stats? Jesus. Don't make it easy with these websites. I, what I liked about it as well is he called out Mike Perry after the fight, um, which for me, I think that would, I'd like to see that fight because they will just uh, stand and bang. Um, so Lazez, uh, he landed four takedowns. And uh, the striking battle was 114 to 70 in Lazares' favour. 
So he had a, a good advantage on that front. Um, okay, and then we'll go through these last couple of results. Where are we? He says. <clears throat> and then we had um, a very entertaining fight between uh, Jimmy Riviera and Cody Staman, uh, which went to unanimous decision in Jimmy Rivera's favour at Bantamweight. It was a pretty good fight. I thought uh, Riviera was relatively impressive, but it was I was never bored. It was an interesting fight like. But um tell you who is very exciting to watch and um you just can't take your eyes off what he's doing is Tim Elliott. Uh, and he fought Ryan Benoit or Benoit I think they pronounce it. Um, it went to decision. I'm not entirely sure how because they both took some massive shots throughout and just kept going. And um, but Tim Elliott is so charismatic, like in his fights, he's doing all this weird dancing around and all these shots. Careful if you're gonna gonna go to points. Yeah, I think. I hate this, but you've got to play it. You know, in fights on social media, you've got to play it. Oh my God! But you've got to do it. It's going to be big. Yeah, well, you look at look at um, Kobe Covington. Um, he was he's very talented, doing all right, like, but he never quite got going until he started running his mouth, and then as soon as he runs his mouth, it, it irritates other fighters, and they all want to knock him out. Listen, and said, like, well, I've got one off to because I get cut or start actually mouthing off everyone that everyone has to do them. You know, you've got to do what you've got to do in the sport, you know, you've got to get in the ring, you've got to get, you've got to make people get in the ring with you as well, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the thing is, if people want to knock you out, you're going to, you're going to get fights in you at the end of the day. I should start, I should start mouthing people off. Yeah. You should. You should start now. And I'll clip it for you. You <laughs> love it. You love it. This is my child coming to ask me if he can have an ice lolly. Unbelievable. No <laughs> Yeah. No, it's um thing is though, like it's not everyone's style, is it? And like I go go back to Jack Shaw. Like I was when I was talking to his old man on one of the shows about it. I said one of the things which impresses me about Jack is that like he's just like such a nice guy. So like I can't even imagine him like um, like playing up or calling people out or like doing all the usual things that you might see from fighters on their way up. But then you put him in a cage and he's just destroys people in. I mean, he's treated basically and treated as a very good guy. You know, he always can fight himself, he's a great martial artist. Um, you know, and he's respectful, and it's, it's, a, it's a lovely thing to see his face, you know. Um, and he's just going to keep, he's going to keep, you know, he's a lovely guy. He's a gentleman in and out of the cage. And he's a good kid. In any time, he's lovely, you know, he's keeping me there. Love going up there, love seeing Jack doing well. And um, yeah, he's a legend, like you know, Yeah, I am. Um, 
funny enough, Shiggy said to me, he said, oh, when all this is over, I should go up and have a look like and do some stuff like I can't, I can't wait to go up there. And then we had the main event was uh, Calvin Qatar versus Dan Eig. Um, I tell you what, uh, Calvin Qatar has got some fast hands. Jesus. It was uh, mighty impressive, i got to say. Like, he's fought some big names, Calvin Qatar has already. But um, it's just the speed of hands was... Like, I, I knew he, you know, I knew that he had fast hands. But just watching him pull off these combinations against someone like I, who's, you know, pretty good fighter, like. He's, uh, he's no mug. And um, Calvin Qatar was just another level. I was really, really impressed with him last night. Even more impressed than perhaps when I've... Yeah, I, 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 I never heard of it, you know. And then, you know, you look at the people in his division, and think, the God, he's, he's in the top ten with these guys, you know, and there's, there's a big guy who's a beat in the US. He's got big boots up there, and um, clearly can do it, you know, clearly can. Yeah, that, um, that just insane for like how deep it is it's ridiculous like because you look down there and there's like the rank like you look down the rankings and they just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and it's like full of just unbelievable fighters and i know that's the way it should be you know at the top yeah, level but you know for someone like myself i have near of in, in the sport um, to be within that level is, you know, all of a sudden, where you come from? Who is he, you know? And to uh, now be in the main event and smashing shit up is obviously all credit to him, like, you know? Yeah. Obviously, big things to come, you know? You know if, you, if you've got, again, you've really taken his opportunities. Yeah, he has. Um... He's fought some some big names as well as um, Qatar. Like um, I was just gonna have a look and to see who he fought, but I know because we watched him on um, like on what we were one of the shows we talked about with Danny. Like we watched him and he was impressive the last time out. But um, he just I just was impressed with everything about him last night, and that was his chance, you know, to really. Uh, like stamp is stamp make a name for himself because it's a big show there's going to be you know a lot of people watching because there's no other sport on right. so oh god yeah they don't get much bigger for pay-per-view type of stuff oh yeah you do it yeah, he um, so he's faced Jeremy Stevens, beat him. Uh, Lamas, he faced uh, Chris Fishgold at um, in two thousand eighteen, and he beat him via TKO in the first round. Um, and that was where he earned his full four fight contract. Actually, he defeated undefeated Shane Burgos, uh, Moisiano. He lost that one on decision. 
and he beat uh, Andre Philly as well. So, I mean, he's beaten some top prospects there, aren't they? A lot of those are like... Um, what's that? Oh, God, no. Yeah, he's, he have not had a, an easy ride at all. Um, and in fact, his only two losses have come to uh, Moisiano, who he lost to on decision at UFC 223, and uh, Zabit, whose surname I mean, going to even try and pronounce, but uh, Mag Magmor de Sharipoff or something like that. Yeah, but um, and you know, the Zabit is like one of their most highly touted Russian prospects, so you know. It's no sort of uh, disgrace to lose to him on a decision. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that was the card. Enjoyable. I enjoyed the prelims more than the main card, probably because of all the, all the majority of the British fighters and the Welsh fighters were on the on the pre prelims. But you know, such is life. Um, Lewis, I really appreciate you, Greg. You know, you jumping in last minute, mate, and uh, joining me, having a chat. Watching as much of it as you could in in like a couple of hours before we did it, um, and like I say, hopefully you'll still come on on Sunday and have a chat with me and Danny. Dan, I'm gonna, you know, Danny's gonna tell us about his week in uh, Abu Dhabi, which uh, is supposed to be a working week, but all the pictures he sent me was like racing around racetracks and sunbathing on beaches and shit. So maybe not. Good man. Um, guys, you can find Lewis on t- not Twitter because you don't use Twitter, do you? Um, Instagram is it? Uh, yeah. Is it at, at Lou Long? Lou underscore Long? There you go. Top man. Yeah. Wicked. Uh, thanks to everyone who's tuned in. Thanks to everyone who's commented and uh, download the audio show afterwards. And thank you to Lewis. And uh, we'll be back next week or next probably in a couple of days because there's so many ufc shows um we might end up being live on sunday instead of recorded you never know but uh until then we bid you adieu see you soon and uh cheers guys cheers mate Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.